at a few verses of scripture in uh, Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 this morning. And if you've got a Bible, that's wonderful. If you have an app on your phone, that would be fabulous too. But uh, glad to have our uh, summer camp interns with us today. And we appreciate you guys who are doing a great job down at River Point. And uh, I can't believe it. This is the first, uh, the first kids camp since Brandon and Becca took office that I didn't even spend one minute on the campground during that whole camp. But uh, we're building a church and, and so just unable to, to go down there. But these guys are doing a great job and we just appreciate them. Would you give uh, Brandon and Becca and all of our interns and everyone that works at camp, uh, <laughs> Pastor Debbie, the camp cook down there, doing a great job and, and everyone that's serving. Uh, Lauren's down there working and, and serving, and we've got others that's going to be going down there serving, and students are, that, are, that are going to be going, so it's, it's a great time. It's an exciting time, camp. There's nothing quite like it. I read a statistic that said, said something like 60% of all pastors that are serving receive their calling at a summer camp, and so we truly know the importance of uh, summer camps and how instrumental they are in uh, the lives of, of students. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 and 2 says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to do God's will for, for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Recently, we've been talking about uh, getting back to a biblical worldview. And uh, you say, what is a biblical worldview? Well, a biblical worldview is very simply uh, God is the creator of the world. God is the creator, the maker, the owner of the world. And uh, we, we surely know that uh, the word of God contains absolute truth. It is the living word of God. Uh, because of the word of God, there are absolute moral truths. Men did not just come up with morality, but rather it was given by God in his word. Uh, Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of God. He lived a sinless life. He gave his life upon the cross. He rose on the third day. I'm talking about a biblical worldview. It's knowing this, that salvation is not of works, but rather we are saved by faith. We are saved. It's a free gift of God. We are saved by believing upon Jesus Christ, uh, admitting that we're sinners, believing that he died and he rose again, confessing our sins. I'm talking about a biblical worldview. It's knowing this that the devil is real. He's not just some uh, idea or figment that he is actually real and that God is in complete control of all things. Any, any power that the devil has is only temporary. Uh, it, 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 it is passing and uh, God gives every one of us a free choice and a free will. Now, we, we believe the entire word of God, but we, we've been talking about this biblical worldview because we're, we've got so many that are, that are entrenched in this secular worldview 
and we look at everything through the eyes of politics. We look at, the, at, at everything through the eyes of, of social problems and social pro, uh, predicaments. Uh, this, this secular worldview, it's, it's one in which we look at everything through our emotions. But what God is trying to teach us in his word is that we begin to look at things through the lens and the telescope of his word, and we begin to put everything into perspective. In Romans chapter 1, Paul talks, and in the, the, the King James Version, the Bible actually says this. It says, be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Uh, how many, I, we, we got a few people that are single here. How many of you guys are single that are in the room today? We got a, several. Several single people didn't raise their hand, but that's okay, okay? We know who you are. and We love you guys today. Uh, often, single people have got their idea of the perfect mate, okay? We've got, the, the, we've got this checklist, if you will. It's like the right height, are you with me? The right weight, the right body type, the right look, the right hair color, the right eyes, the right personality. We've got a checklist, if you will. And sometimes uh, you meet, believe it or not, at one time I was single, okay? <laughs> Been married for a long time, okay? Uh, but uh, we've got this idea in our mind, and then we meet someone, and we say, you know what? They, they match most of the criteria, but there's only one or two things. If I could just change, if I could just fix one or two things about them, and if I could get them to somehow conform to what my ideas of the perfect made, in, made is, they would be just right. So here's what we do. We start dating them, and we start trying to change them, and we start trying to fix them, all right? And so we, we're trying to get them to conform to our ideas. And if we can get them to conform to, to our way of thinking, if we can get them to conform to the image that we're looking for, then it's going to be utter bliss. And maybe some of you have tried that with less than stellar results. Well, today, the world that we live in is trying to get you to conform. The world that we live in is trying to get us to change and to transform us and to mold us and to shape us into walking and talking and thinking and living and to conforming to them, to them, but God says this. He says, "Do not be conformed to this world," but He said, "Be transformed by God. Let God do the work in your life. Let God bring you to that place. Let God, God will take us exactly like we are." In the mess that we are in, God will take us in our sin, in our degradation. He'll take us at that starting point, but God will not leave you at the starting point, but God loves you too much to leave you in that mess. He wants to bring you out of that thing and bring you into victory and bring you into joy in your life. And recently we've been talking about this biblical worldview. We, we found out this, only a small percentage of Christians view the world through the Bible. Most people believe in God 
And yet, it seems like the world keeps getting further and further away from God. And here's the result. It's a feeling of hopelessness. There's a lot of hopelessness in the world. There's a lot of fear in the world today because we're looking at everything through this secular worldview. We're trying to look at everything through politics. We're, we're, we're looking at everything through, uh, through the, uh, the, 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 the social dilemma. Or we say if we could get the right social program, we'd solve all the problems. If we could throw enough money at it, we could solve all the problems that, problems that man's got. That is a secular worldview where man is attempting to solve all the world's problems without interference from God or interference from God's commandment. But the secular worldview will never bring you peace. That view of the world where you see everything through politics and you see everything through social problems will never bring you peace of mind. It'll never give you the joy that you're looking for in your life. Point number one, conforming to God is your own free choice. God will not force us to conform to him. Now the devil's looking for people that will conform. He will offer pleasure, wealth, popularity, influence, prestige, all of these things to get you to conform to his ideas about morality and his ideas about uh, happiness and his ideas about joy. But know this, the devil is really the first human trafficker. He's a hard taskmaster. Because he will promise you joy and pleasure and he will give it to you for a short season and then you'll wake up one day and you will be addicted and you will be drunk on those things and you'll find out you can't give them up because the devil is taking you down that pathway and he was promising you joy and peace and happiness and then finally he drags individuals into the very gutters of life. In Romans chapter 12, Paul encourages us to do this, to make a choice to conform to God. God will not force you to conform to him. God will give you a choice to conform to him. And Paul encourages us to give ourselves completely to God. Paul encourages us to give God complete control of everything in our life. You will never have the peace that you need. You will never have the joy that you've been looking for until you give yourself over to God. The devil says, I'll give, it, give you that joy and peace. You'll never have it until you give it all over to God, everything in your life. But Satan has deceived a lot of people today. Let me go on to say this. The devil has deceived a lot of church members today. Okay, because right, I'm preaching at the church. Okay, I know I'm preaching online too, but I'm talking to uh, Christians on the for the most part, and he's deceived a lot of church members. And a lot of church members, they say, "Listen, I'm at, we're at this point." They say, uh, "We will only accept the words of Jesus, and if Jesus didn't say it explicitly." then we're not really going to believe it. We're not going to follow it. We know there's other scriptures that say this or that is sin, but because Jesus never specifically addressed it, we're not going to call it sin, okay? Yet we have other scriptures that clearly point to that fact. They say Jesus never talked about marriage, okay? Or Jesus never addressed the issue of gay marriage. But Jesus did say this. He says, 
in the beginning, God created them male and female. And he said, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined together with his wife. Okay, so Jesus did say some things. Jesus gave us the parameters of marriage. And the parameters of marriage were this, between a man and a woman. Okay, I'm not bashing anyone today. I'm just telling you what the word of God says. I had someone that asked me the question. I sit on a national board. And I, I go to these board meetings a couple times a year in Dallas, Texas. And a couple of the older ministers were really upset. They were very troubled in their heart. And they said, what are we going to do when the government forces us to perform gay marriages? I said, well, the government's never going to force me to perform a gay marriage. Well, what are you going to do if a gay couple comes and they want you to marry them? I said, I'll do this. I will refer them to the county courthouse. Okay. I will refer, I respect them as individuals. I love them. God loves them. God, you might be involved in an in a extramarital affair today. God loves you. You might be struggling with some sin in your own life. God loves you. You might be struggling with some addiction in your life. God loves you. You might be an alcoholic and you're sitting in this auditorium today and no one even knows about it. God loves you today, Okay. I'm not putting anyone down. I'm telling you this, that God will take you exactly where you are, but he'll take you past that point to a place of freedom and deliverance, and you will never find joy, and you will never find peace on your own terms with this secular worldview that says, I'm going to solve all my problems by myself. Aside from God, you'll never get to that point, okay? But a lot of church members are deceived today. Can I, can I insult a couple more people today, okay? Modern Christians say Jesus never taught against abortion, okay? And I said this last week. If you've had an abortion through Jesus Christ, your child is in the arms of Jesus, your unborn child. And let me say this if you had an abortion, because probably someone here in this auditorium or someone watching online has had one. And I'll say this, through Jesus Christ, you are forgiven, and the devil will try to keep, continue to heap condemnation onto you over that thing, over that horrible thing that happened in your life. But God loves you. He cares for you. And one day throughout eternity, through Jesus Christ, you will be reunited with your child. But people say this. They say, Jesus never taught about abortion. But Jesus said this. He did say, thou shalt not kill. He also said this. He said, suffer the little children to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. You will find this in the scripture, that when uh, Mary was pregnant, she went to her cousin's house, Elizabeth. Elizabeth was also pregnant at the time with John the Baptist. And Mary went there, and when she got there, the, the, the Bible says this in John chapter 1, that the baby inside of Elizabeth leaped inside of her womb. Okay, that wasn't a piece of tissue leaping. That was an actual baby that was leaping in her womb, okay? And so if that baby was leaping, it, it, it points to the fact that, yes, that baby is alive and well, okay? But the devil doesn't want us to conform to God. But know this. Conforming to God is a free choice. God will never force you to conform to him. It's a free choice. But when we conform to him, we find this, joy, peace, happiness. Things begin to change in life. You say, Bob, Bob, I'll never have another problem. I didn't say that. 
Because it seemed like when we do turn our life over to God, then the devil kind of turns the heat up and it seems like we have more problems. You say, boy, I don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of With any difficulty, he said he'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll always be with you. God will help you through all of it. Conforming to God is your own free choice. The devil says this, don't read the Bible. You know why? Because the Bible is the light. And when the light is turned on, sin is exposed. This past week, some people post everything on, you know, online, okay? If they're going to eat a bowl of Cheerios, they post it online. Having a bowl of Cheerios this morning, you know, and if you did that, that's okay. I don't. Knock yourself out. I don't care. You know, that's good. I didn't post it this week, okay? But uh, we come in there. I, I was driving up to the church. I was actually driving in from camp Tuesday morning. I left camp about 6 o'clock in the morning to drive up. And I'm driving up, and I got a call about 8 o'clock from the contractor that's working our parking lot. He said, Bob, he said they broke into one of our trailers and stole a lot of Several thousand dollars worth of tools, you know. And uh, I said, well, the problem is we don't have any light out there, okay? And uh, they did under the cover of darkness, no doubt. You see, thieves don't like the light. The devil doesn't like the light. The devil doesn't want you reading the Word of God because when you read the Word of God, the light is turned on. In the dark, sin is hidden. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2 says this. It says, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. The King James Version says it like this. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. We can, there, we can make justification for everything that we do, but here's what God's Word does. It shines a light on our behavior. It, it shines a light on our, our desires. And so I encourage you to get into the Word and begin to read it. You say, I'm not a very good reader. I don't care. Listen to it, okay? Get into the Word of God because the Word of God will reveal the truth unto you. The Word of God will lead you to a pathway of freedom and victory and peace and joy and happiness in your life that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's through Jesus Christ, the work that he does. But people today are rejecting this. They're rejecting the word of God. They're rejecting this biblical worldview that, I'm, that I've been talking about because it, it exposes their sin. John chapter 3 verse 20 says this, All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But as long as you are enslaved with a secular worldview, okay, and if you think that all the problems of the world are political and social and racial, you got a, you've got a messed up worldview, you're never going to have joy or peace. Until you realize this, there's a sin problem in the world that we live in. There's a problem that fallen man is. It's because, because, of Adam and, because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden. That's when sin began and started. But as long as we're enslaved by this secular worldview, you will always remain in bondage. As long as the devil wants you to continue to blame your parents, get it, the church, the government, the sitting president, the past president, the devil wants you to blame everyone else for the, for the messed up life that you got. 
And as long as we're blaming everyone else, we're never going to get better. Nothing is ever going to change in our life. There's never going to be any joy. There will never be any peace as long as we're blaming someone else. We will never have the peace and freedom in our life. So conforming to God is your free choice, okay? Point number two, conforming to God will bring you peace and freedom. Satan is trying to convince you to conform to his way of thinking. In Canada, in just the past couple years, pastors have been arrested for reading certain passages of Bible verses, okay? I didn't say pastors have been arrested for preaching certain sermons. I said pastors have been arrested in Canada and probably won't be long it's coming to America, okay? Pastors in Canada arrested, thrown in jail for reading certain passages of Scripture. You know why? Because the government says it's hate speech. You can't say that against someone. That's putting down someone's lifestyle. Listen, man didn't say it. Man didn't write it. God says it. God said it. We've got to stick to the word of God. We've got to stick to the things of God. I don't, I've got people that come to me from time to time. They want me to do counseling with them, okay? And we, Michael Ordway is here today, and he is a professional counselor, prof, professionally trained. He's got the, the, the degrees to go with. He's a professional counselor. Okay, if you need counseling, you can talk to him about it. Okay, <laughs> he's a great and he's a, he's a wonderful Christian. He loves God with all his heart. I've known this guy for many years, and he's all in. And and um, I was gonna say if, if you're here today and you're looking for a husband, he's a great doctor. <laughs> if you're watching online right now, if you want to send in your applications, whatever, <laughs> send them to me. So you put, I'm interested in MO. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Let me say this about myself, okay? When I got people, they want me to do counseling with them, okay? I, when I counsel with people, I don't tell people what to do, okay? Here's what I do. I show them what the Word of God says. I stick to the Word of God. This is the Scripture. This is what the Word of God says. And this is how I guide individuals, okay? Because my own thoughts and opinions are really not going to do you very much good today. But we got to get back to the Bible. We got to get back to the Word of God. The devil wants Christians to just shut up and conform to his ideas of, of the new morality. And if we don't conform, people are going to cancel you. Let me tell you this about the cancel culture, okay? The cancel culture is the spirit of Antichrist. Get it. Mark it down. The spirit of Antichrist. Every totalitarian government, I know it sounds real nice, cancel culture. We're gonna, every totalitarian, totalitarian, totalitarian government throughout history has part of their platform has been cancel culture. You know, it's cutting out free speech. It's cutting out the word of God. It's cutting out the things of God. It's cutting out the commandments of God, whether you go to China or you go to Russia or, or wherever the case may be. Cancel culture. It's a spirit of antichrist. One of these days, okay, one of these days, there's going to be a rapture of the church. I still believe in the rapture of the church. 
and I believe what's going on in our world today supports a rapture of the church more than ever before, okay? I've got people, and if you're here today or you're watching online, you say, I don't believe in the rapture of the church. I think what's going on in our, in our society really supports the idea of a rapture more than ever. Because just imagine right now, uh, millions of Christians are really holding at bay a lot of evil and wickedness going on in the world. Would, you, would, would anyone agree with that today? The vote of Christians, the voice of Christians, the prayers of Christians. If you're wondering what, what to pray for, you're saying, I, I know I need to pray more. Pray for America. Pray for revival and repentance in America. And right now, what I, when, when I see the, the mess in America, what is holding the devil at bay is praying Christians. It's Christians that are willing to speak out the word of God, that are willing to stand upon the word of God is holding the devil at bay. And in fact, what is restraining the Antichrist from even being revealed is this. It is a spirit-filled church that's holding back the devil. But I want you to imagine what this world is going to be like when tens of millions of Christians are raptured out of here. Imagine, the, imagine what's going to happen. Every imaginable evil deed is going to be able to take place. Why? There's not going to be Christians to speak against it. There's not going to be any Christians to pray against it today. But during this tribulation time, the Antichrist will set up his kingdom. And at the midpoint of the tribulation, I've done a lot of teaching on, on, the, on the rapture and the tribulation. At the midpoint of the tribulation, here's what's going to happen. The Antichrist is going to declare that he is God. In fact, he's going to set himself up in the temple in Jerusalem. He's going to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Then he's going to set himself up, and he's going to demand that all the people worship him. And at that point, he is going to require every person that wants to buy or sell to take a mark of the beast, either on their forehead or on their hand. It's, it's clearly pointed out in Scripture, okay? The, the Antichrist will bring in the ultimate cancel culture, if you will, okay? Because unless you take that mark, you'll never eat again. You'll starve to death. You'll be eat, out in the woods eat, eating acorns, if you will, okay? Cancel culture is a spirit of Antichrist. We see the beginning seeds of the cancel culture. We see the cancel culture is a spirit of Antichrist. But let me assure you this, and I'm gonna—I'll tell you what—I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and close. If you're a born-again Christian, you don't have to worry about that because the Lord is coming to bring His church out before the tribulation. Okay, He's gonna bring the church out. And he's going to take them to heaven with him. The thing I want to talk to you about next week is this. Confessing to Christ and conforming to God gives us the assurance of eternal life. And that's what I want to talk to you about next week. Okay? Listen. God wants us. God has given us his word to follow. God has given us his word as a roadmap. 
And the Lord is challenging us, don't conform to the world. Paul said this, don't copy the customs and behaviors of this world. It's easy to do. It's popular to do. It might seem like the thing to do. But Paul said this, he said, conform to God. It's your free choice. It is your free will to conform to God. Give God control over your life. And then when we give God control, here's what happens. He will transform you. He will transform how you look at the world. He will transform you how you look at situations and circumstances. And this morning, if we look at everything through politics, and social programs and social ills, if we look at everything through our emotions, we're never going to rise above hopelessness. But if you want peace in your life, if you want joy in your life, if you want to begin to make sense of what's happening in the world today, we got to get back to the Word of God and the things of God and let God deal with us and teach us. But conforming to God is your free choice but I'll tell you this today, that if you will make that choice through Jesus Christ to conform to God, conforming to the Word of God and the plans of God and the dreams of God, here's what's going to happen. Hopelessness is going to go and peace is going to come. Joy is going to come. You say, well, Pastor Bob, i got a lot of troubles in my life. I've got a lot of troubles in my life too. But you know what? Deep down in my heart, I know everything is going to be all right. I'll tell you what, we've been through it, man, on this building program. And there's a lot of times I just don't know, where, where's the answer coming from, God? I'm at that point still, I don't, God, what's the final solution, you know? But I've got this peace on the inside of me. Everything is going to be all right. I've got it taken care of. When you're going to get on the other side of this and you're going to see my glory, you're going to get on the other side of this and you're going to look back and see all along how I brought you. And that's what God does for every single one of us. He's bringing us. He's teaching us. He's leading us all along the way. And it's a walk of faith. Every day we're getting up. Every day we're rising up. We're trusting in God. God, I don't know how, but I know you're God. And I know you got a solution today. And you're going to bring us through this. And I'm forgiven. And you got a plan for your people. you got a plan for our life today. Let's close with a prayer this morning. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we, just, we thank you today that you care for us so much that you've given us an example to follow in Jesus Christ. God, you love us so much. You have given us an instruction, instruction manual. Your holy word, the Bible, to follow, to live by. The word of God to deal with the issues of life and the circumstances that's going on around about us today. Help us, I pray, to trust in you. God, I pray that there's someone here this morning that will choose to follow Jesus. I pray this morning that someone will give their heart and life fully to Jesus and faith believing this morning. There's someone today in this building, there's someone online that's watching, and there's confusion. There's turmoil in their life. 
Because they see all the problems and predicaments in the world and and their whole life is full of fear. But God, this is a brand new day because we are choosing to conform to your will through your Son and the Savior, Jesus Christ. And help us to turn it all over to you today. And God, we're going to rise up in faith believing through Jesus our Savior and we're going to begin walking by faith. And God, each and every day, you're going to teach us. You're going to guide us. You're going to help us. We pray, God, for America. We pray, God, for people all around about us that are struggling in confusion. They're struggling in sin. They're struggling in desperation. They've been bound. They've been addicted. They're drunk on the things of this world. But God, help us be salt and light that we can show a better way to people that we can tell others of your goodness and your power. Use us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, would you stand with us today?